your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, reaction on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. And I, I think this is uh, somewhat well said. It's very brief. Bet the Big 12 is not going to wait on Arizona. Um, in what regard? They'll just offer to somebody else? Yeah. Could somebody else, could somebody else step in there and say, hey, we'll be your 14th team? Who, who do they want more than Arizona? That's 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 a that's a great question. I mean, is, do they do they go back east? I mean, they flirted some with UConn. I don't mm-hmm. think you know. I don't think this is a Gonzaga situation or a team that school that doesn't have um, some level of football or at least eyeballs. I but, just think that Arizona is by far the best mm-hmm. option. At the, yeah, as it at, so, as it appears. Yeah, and so I wonder if they will a little bit wait on Arizona. I mean, you can't wait forever. Yeah, but maybe a little bit. What if? Um, what if Utah came and said, hey, we're ready to go? I'd say wait until we find out what we got with Arizona. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, this, I think it depends on whether Fox is willing to pay their $12 million for teams 15 and 16, which teams they're willing to pay for. Yeah, so are you willing to, you know, is is Arizona State and Utah um, enough for you to be able to up the ante a little bit more? Uh, to get more inventory of games, et cetera, et cetera. Will those games be relevant enough for you to be able to recoup your investment and some? Yeah, I'm not sure about that answer. Yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. Um, so, you know, the um, cer- certainly it looks like uh, the Pac-12 has overplayed its card. One, one of the articles that I read said, you know, when, the, when SC, and it makes sense, when SC and UCLA went away a year ago, uh, the the value of the Pac-12 was diminished from a from a TV standpoint by forty percent. Mm. And click what, what is the uh, what would be the same thing for the Big Twelve Conference when Texas and Oklahoma left? What was the value you diminished know, in that TV? I, I, I don't know, but um, I think by by him, when it, Brett Yormark stepping in line, getting ahead of the game. Uh, and then adding the schools that they added and then going ahead and getting their TV deal, deal done. I think the, the question would be is, okay, how much more would you have gotten? Would you have gotten another $10 million a team? Mm. You know, if you had Oklahoma and Texas, that I, 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 have no, I have no idea. But, I mean, clearly by him, you know, getting that deal done uh, was crucial because uh, it put – it. Uh, by putting the pressure on the on the other guys on on Fox and ESPN et cetera um, to get their deal done and, and noticing that hey if I if I I could be the odd man out if this could be musical chairs we could be we could be the ones sitting on the sideline here with well you to jumped go. in front of the Pac twelve right that's what I mean yeah it was yeah. a terrific job yeah hey you jumped in front of them and so by by doing that you know it certainly puts you in obviously a much better much better position uh, apparently. Uh, the Pac-12 went to back to NBC for a third bite of the apple uh, with a proposal, and NBC said no. Mm. And you know, part of the problem is where they are. You know, the West Coast games they're they're late they're late night. And the other thing is, well, 
Who, who are you interested in there? Okay, I guess I'm interested in Oregon and Washington, but are you interested in them that much to pay, you know, each of those teams $30 million a year to, to get the TV rights? Doesn't appear to be so the case. Not as of right now. Yeah, not as of right now. So uh, we, uh, we shall see. Um, and, you know, the uh, Arizona Board of Regents met yesterday, and so you would assume that that conversation uh, continues as they kind of evaluate everything and evaluate their next move because, you know, changing in from one conference to another is no, no slight task. We assume that Arizona has a Big 12 invite, right? That if they wanted to come, the Big 12, like, that if the Arizona would say, yes, we're, we want to come, that that would happen, right? I assume so. So with that assumption, if Arizona had to come back and say, we can't go without Arizona State, do you take both of them? Still, then also still having an odd number again. Well, I think you. I think Utah comes with Arizona State. You think that you would go after them, or I mean, I don't think they're Utah and Arizona State or any kind of package deal. I mean, what? How does their school systems? Fit no, together? they they don't. I'm just saying. I think that if you're, I don't think you're going to have an odd number. I think you're going to have 14 or 16. I right. think you're you're more likely to have just 14 right now. Unless, unless you're able to get a deal done where you can take Arizona State and Utah, and it allows you to um, kind of, it's just is. I guess my question, the question is, do you have any shot at Oregon and Washington? Because if you don't have any shot at Oregon and Washington, then take Arizona State and Utah. Personally, I'd rather take Arizona State and UConn. UConn. Yeah. I don't like the the Utah was one of those schools that was very 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 disparaging about you know when they were needing to add Big Twelve conference mm-hmm. teams they didn't want anything to do with adding Big Twelve conference teams they were way too good to have the the schmucks of the Big Twelve playing in there the pretty little Pac twelve conference so I don't want them okay I'd rather have Oregon them. State than Utah yeah I I, I mean I think UConn. Uh, brings a lot to the table. I mean, we obviously the, the conference obviously has teams on the East Coast now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not like that. That part is crazy. But you got, I mean, obviously a great basketball program and a really good baseball program and their football program. I mean, it was really good a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, so I think they 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 feel like it feels like they're trending in the right direction. Um, so I I feel like um, UConn is not a terrible uh, option and. Um, I don't feel like Washington and and Oregon are ever going to be an option for the Big Twelve Conference. Okay, so I I've just kind of forgotten about them. And there's really nobody else else out there that I'd like. Uh, this from Justin got to help the East Coast teams in travel, right? Uh, this I we just did with UCF and Cincinnati. There's three out there. Now. I understand. I mean, like this conference was set up in the center. Yeah, it would help them. I'm not doing it for them. Right. I, I think the other thing that uh, UConn helps you with is uh, additional eyeballs on the East Coast, obviously, you know, from a television standpoint. Somewhat. Um, yeah. uh, this, I don't think Utah is coming. They've been extremely belittling, which yep. you know, it's, it yeah. goes exactly to what uh, what uh, what Jamie is, is saying. Um, there's a little part of me that, like, hey, we just invited BYU, and yeah, I bet BYU is not dying to have Utah in the conference. Yeah, I wouldn't. We haven't seen any. We haven't seen any uh, thing from BYU that says, "Hey, you know, we think Utah'd be good for us because they're a rival." 
Yeah. You know, it's not like they've been, yeah. had the right but hand just, of fellowship extended yeah, there. Just like I said a minute ago about we're not, wouldn't put UConn there just for the, to help those East Coast teams. You know, we can't be worried too much about what BYU <laughs> wants. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what's what's in the best interest of Texas Tech? I, I don't, that, that would be a question for the higher ups over there. How about we add Arizona and Arizona State and we give them Houston? Okay. So we're at an even number of 14. <laughs> I'm in. You talk me into it. Back, yeah. to, back, back to 14. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, I agree on uh, UConn versus BYU, Jamie, but what about UConn reducing the pie instead of adding to it? Well, I mean, the way the current deal is made with the Big 12 Conference, um, because your mark did such a good job that, that for every team that you add, the pie gets bigger. That's the way. The if they pie. come from a power five. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's only if they come from a power five. That's right. Good point. Good point. That's mm. why adding Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, any from the Pac-12 mm. works. Mm. UConn doesn't fall into that category. No, they do not. <clears throat> so do not. Mm. You know, JL, uh, Robert says, JL, that's why you add Utah. You can beat the tar out of them. Okay. Um Utah and their fans will be belittling up, be, be will be belittling until they have no other choice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got rid of our snobby people. Do we have mm-hmm. to add more? Is there a rule you have to have so many snobby yeah. people in your conference? It's different. Doesn't Diff- Kansas cover that for us? <laughs> uh, they can't back it up on the football field, though. Uh, arrogance only goes so far. That that smell only goes so the far. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I have time for this day in sports history. Today is August 2nd, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire with this day in sports history. Starting in 1921, we're all going to be shocked. And I mean shocked by this. After three hours of uh, deliberation, mm. a Chicago jury acquits eight Chicago White Sox players <laughs> accused in the Black Sox scandal. No way. Most crooked city in America at the time? No. Has it changed? Well, depending on how you want to define crooked, yeah. maybe. 1938, Major League Baseball conducts the first test of bright yellow baseballs during the Dodgers and Cardinals doubleheader. You can tell it went well by all of the yellow baseballs that are being used in right. the MLB today. You know, mm-hmm. I know I've told you this before, but Charlie Finley tried orange baseballs in spring training mm-hmm. for the A's. 1968, one of my favorite trades in Major League Baseball history took place. Hmm. Ron Henson from the Washington Senators and Tim Cullen from the Chicago White Sox become the very first Major League Baseball players to be traded for each other twice in the same season. They had been traded for each other in February, the opposite direction. That's weird. I wonder what the infatuation was with those two players. My guess it was the player to be named later on both sides. And then they were the player to be named later. You can have him back. My guess was they made the trade. It wasn't working out great for either. And both were kind of like, man, I wish we had just gone, kept our other guy. And one... GM said that to the other GM and said, all right, let's just trade them back. Just trade them back. <laughs> you can have your old shoe and I'll take my old shoe back. Yeah. 
1982, Oakland outfielder Ricky Henderson steals his 100th Major League Baseball base of the season in a 6-5 win versus Seattle. He's the first to steal 100 bases twice in the modern era. Do you think we'll see that again? No. Um, probably not, but you've got guys this year that are stealing a bunch of bases. I mean, they've made it easier to steal bases now. 100 so, is a lot, though. Yeah, yeah, I get it. 1987, Cincinnati's outfielder Eric Davis is the seventh one to hit 30 home runs and steal 30 bases in a in one season as he homers versus the Reds 5-4 to four versus the Giants. 1992, American Jackie Joyner-Kersey becomes the first athlete to win consecutive gold medals in the grueling heptathlon with a 199-point win over her Soviet counterpart in the Barcelona Olympics. I would never get the Soviet counterpart's name correct. And in 1996, the star-studded U.S. United States men's basketball team Dream Team 3 beat Yugoslavia 95-69 to to win the gold medal at the Atlanta Olympics. Way to go. It is National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the ice cream sandwich. How about you? Do you In like the, all of its forms. I prefer the Neapolitan one, but yes, I'm I'm a fan. The Neapolitan one. How about the one how about the one with uh you know the chocolate chip cookie on either side? All of its forms. <laughs> okay. All of its forms. If someone were to offer me any form mm-hmm. of cookie slash ice cream combination, mm-hmm. I'm in. Happy birthday to uh, former Dallas Maverick, Chris Stapps Porzingis is 28. Uh, Director Kevin Smith, 53. Golden Tate, 35. Tim Wakefield, 57. And former Texas Ranger and one of our favorites, Colby Lewis is 44 today. Why is he still one of our favorites? He was just a good dude. He was a good good player, good pitcher. He was... He's okay. He was... He was He's a good okay. pitcher. He wasn't a great pitcher, but he was a good pitcher. He was a good guy. He was also extremely reliable for a Rangers team taking the ball every fifth day when yes. several other guys on that roster weren't. Okay. Yes. And on this day in 1923, in a hotel in San Francisco, President Warren G. Harding dies of a stroke at the age of 58. Mm. Harding was returning from a presidential tour of Alaska and the West Coast. A journey some believed he had embarked on to escape rumors circulating in D.C. of corruption in his administration. No. Earlier that summer, uh, Washington began discussing rumors of corruption in the Departments of Interior and Justice in the vet- and in the Veterans Bureau. Harding departed on a speaking tour. Uh, on August 2nd, he died of an embolism, perhaps brought on by the worry over the political scandals about to explode on the nation's sta- on the national stage. Early the next morning, Vice President Calvin Coolidge was sworn in as president by his father, a notary republic, a notary a notary public, excuse me, in his family home in Plymouth, Vermont. For the rest of his first term, one of President Coolidge's principal duties 
was responding to public outcry over the teapot dome oil leasing scandal, mm -hmm. the revelations of fraudulent transactions in the Veterans Bureau and Justice Department, and reports that his predecessors multiple extramarital affairs. And that is this day in sports history. You know, when he was uh, running for president from my uh, U.S. history class, he the one of the uh, campaign slogans against him used against him was because he had allegedly fathered an illegitimate child, and uh, it, the uh, campaign slogan was "Ma, Ma, where's my pa? Gone to the White House? Ha, ha, ha!" <laughs> <laughs> you like that? <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> Uh, this from the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Utah can pound rocks in the new, quote, back pack mountain conference for all I care. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, this, does the Pac-12 even have enough money to offer new teams? Why would a group of five teams want to jump in a sinking ship? That, that, that's, a, that's a fair comment. Uh, personally, I'd add Arizona, Oregon, Washington. Well, sure, I think we all would. If Arizona and Washington jump to the Big Ten in the future, add two of the remaining Pac-12 teams at that point. Uh, it's now Pac-9. Well, and this person just says Pac, but I, I added the Pac-12-9. It's not like they're going anywhere. San Diego State will be in the Pac-12 by then, so we could add them and see if Utah has gotten some humility and a different perspective of the Big 12. Uh, they probably already have some different perspective. I saw this. If you if you only had one, mm -hmm. Washington or Oregon, you could get one. Which one would you want? But you could only get one. I like Oregon better than Washington because of the Nike connection and the other sports that Oregon does well in, other than football. Uh. And it would really add someone that Wes Kittley would have to compete with for uh, Big 12 championships for sure. So he's probably not like jumping up and down for that kind of concept. He'd rather just play them for a national championship. But I'd rather have Iowa too. Or, excuse Oregon too. I'd rather have Oregon. Chuck? Um, I think I'd rather have UW uh, because um, their stadium sits right on the, uh, on the edge of the Puget Sound. They're in uh, Seattle, and the yacht gating uh, is is fantastic, and uh, I think that that would be uh, a great place for us to uh, to travel and do optimum game day live from uh, from the yacht gating there at UW. <clears throat> Gave you a different perspective there. I did not disappoint you, did I? Not at all. <laughs> Six fifty four this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, this is the other story that I saw, this comes from a guy by the name of Jack McGuire. I'm guessing no relation to you. He's of Barstool Sports. Um, apparently, there's a legit rumor out there that the Big Ten could add Clemson, Florida State, Oregon, and Washington this week. Just a rumor, but uh, we'll see. Uh, that would take an awful lot of undoing for Clemson and Florida State. He spells it right. <laughs> Uh, huh. Now I gotta go looking up the family tree again. Yeah, go look up the family tree. Okay. Doesn't look like anybody in my family though, okay. and almost everybody in my family like has the same look. Florida State is like the dream Big Twelve school for me. Okay. Yeah, 
I would love, 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 love to have Florida State. Yeah. Just before seven, the uh, fun and frivolity continues. A little bit of information along the way. Probably get something wrong along the way too. So always be standing by for that. And uh, we're always, I think, I think we're always very adaptable to corrections and uh, kind of being able to overcome our missteps. And uh, we're I mean, heck, I've been proven wrong twice this week. I think we're very coachable, a very coachable group, don't you, Jamie? Uh, sure, <laughs> sure we are. I think we're coachable. I don't know if we always listen to what the coach Who's has doing to the say. coaching. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. So Jeff played the no hitter going into the Sports Center, and I got a text from the official official Chris Need, whom you'll. Here today are normal days at noon with the uh, bottom line for an hour of uh, of that of that show. Uh, he pointed out Red Robin, and that's what I was trying to think of. Red Robin, no hitter, Ricola, all that together. Okay, <laughs> okay, great. I, think, I know, I know. I just I had to get, I had to I had to get that out of my yeah. brain. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, was asked if I've uh, if I saw the moon this morning. I did see the big moon this morning, bullfighter. Could you tell the difference? It looked. I think no, it, it doesn't. I think it was better. It's last the difference night. between a 16 inch pizza and a 15 inch pizza. Looking at them, you can't tell the difference. <laughs> Is one bigger? Yes. You can't tell the difference. Every every day, you got to just. This one thing about space <laughs> is stupid. It's not that much bigger. It's not like, you know, taking over the entire sky. Right. It's 1% bigger. You're really kind of irritated about this. This is the one thing in space that's stupid. <laughs> there are a million things in space that are cooler than this, but this is the okay. one that gets the headline. How often is it this size? Twice a year. <laughs> okay. This one is stupid. Okay. Okay. He doesn't seem fascinated, Chuck. No, he, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He doesn't. He doesn't seem doesn't seem fascinated. Mm-hmm. No. All right. Well, seven seventeen this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t ninety seven three dot com or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open too. Uh, speculated a little bit yesterday after Ronald Jones was uh, suspended. Uh, would the Dallas Cowboys bring back Zeke Elliott? Okay. <laughs> no. Well. Um, fans, fans, you know, throughout that, uh, Jerry Jones left the door open, but then Mike McCarthy, who's the, the head ball coach there for the Dallas Cowboys, he shut the door on that. Okay. Uh, Jerry Jones said this, he's not ruled out at all here. <laughs> okay. That's what, that's what, uh, coach uh, Jones had to say. And then a few minutes later at the end of his press conference, Mike McCarthy was asked a, quote, direct question about why he wouldn't want to bring Elliott back uh, to uh, the Cowboys. He said this, we're not going to just, we're we're not just going to hit a bump and give up on the path. We want to see these young guys. We want to see them play in games. And he said, because of the reps. He said, we want to see these young guys. We want to see them play in the games. So, um... I guess there's no room for for Zeke Elliott. Okay. 
But Tony so, Pollard is definitely your guy. There's the no question doubt. mark of, mm-hmm. you know, how healthy is he? Sure. Is he back to 100%? All that good mm-hmm. stuff. And then you know, Ronald Jones is the guy that you signed, and he's going to miss the first couple of games. Right. I don't imagine they'll use Deuce Vaughn too much. Either. Man, apparently he's just, he is just, you know, making a, a big impression. Yeah, I just uh, can't imagine that they expect to use him too much, you know, running between the tackles, you know, mm-hmm. find different ways to use him that I think would mm-hmm. be really, really valuable. I'm excited about his potential. No doubt. Cowboys, but mm-hmm. um, just not your every down back kind of guy. I, I don't think you're going to believe me when I say this, but I, I do have precedence in my fan life for being able to back up this statement. Okay. I do not have carryover hate from teams from for players from their college teams to when they play for a pro team that I that I root for or that I follow. I believe you. Okay. I so, believe you. Um, so because I think the most important thing to you is the Chiefs, and so whatever they've done before that doesn't matter. You just want them to do well as a Chief. Yeah, and I, and I and I and I would tell you the same. I, I would tell you that I will be a fan of Deuce Vaughn while he's playing for the Cowboys. Okay. Okay. I mean, I I'm I am rooting for him to do well uh, as a member of the Cowboys. Okay. Okay. So, um, hope he does. Yeah. And so I think I think they're um, I think they're excited about the his start and and what he's done so far in camp and. You know he's he's got some escapability to him. Uh, the question is always going to be probably his size, um, but he's overcome that in the past. Mm-hmm. So you know I think that maybe he was that same size in college he was. and had a pretty good career. Now it's a different deal. I don't mean to be so sarcastic. It's a right. different deal. I mean you got to be able to take a even worse pounding at the collegiate mm-hmm. level, but. Uh, you know, again, I don't think he's like your every down back kind of guy that, hey, we're going to give him the ball, you know, 18 different times to run between the tackles. I don't think that's the case. He may touch the, time, the ball 18 times in a game, but mm-hmm. it's going to be going outside. It's going to be catching the ball of the backfield. It's going to be lining up in a slot. It's going to be, you know, on end around, whatever, a bunch of different stuff like that where he can use his skill set and where it fits in really well. Um, hopefully, that um, to me, that has a potential to be really fun. Yeah. And maybe kick returns, punt returns, something like that. As yeah, well. yeah. So I, I, like I said, I think I think he's going to. Uh, I think he'll certainly make a, a difference with regard to uh, to the Cowboys. So you got that. Uh, what did you make of this? Uh, apparently, Matt Rule sent a wide receiver home for showing up significantly overweight. Um, Joshua Fleeks is his name. He was at Baylor. And he wanted to spend his, quote, final year in a family atmosphere. I guess Baylor wasn't family enough for him. Um, During his uh, press conference on Monday, Nebraska football coach Matt Rule said he sent him home after reporting significantly over his weight. Uh, Fleeks was a three-star recruit. He came to the Cornhuskers in December right after they hired Matt Rule. Apparently, he had gotten comfortable. Um... So, um, <laughs> he got sent home. He had uh, scored one touchdown in each of his first three seasons, only racked up a combined 176 yards on 15 touches. What's What's interesting is... 
Not that he's was sent, sent home, home but as in you're not on the team anymore, or sent home is come back when you've lost the eight or ten pounds that you're overweight. That is not specified if he has an opportunity to come back or not. Um, I mean, I don't have a major issue with it. I mean, it feels like if that's your job to be able to perform, and if you can't perform because you're overweight, then. You, but usually, though, when you when you ask the head coach, usually about a player who's not on the team anymore, you get the coach's decision, or that's a team issue. We're not going to discuss that. Uh-huh. You don't get a guy quote called out for, you know, something along those lines. I mean, usually, usually it's a team discipline thing where the player has done something either internally or externally. Uh, man, I, if it was my kid, I'd rather him say that he's overweight, rather than it's team discipline and leave open the option that he tested positive, he's flunked. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd rather hear that he's overweight. If it was my child. Okay. Okay. You disagree? And also with the idea that he does mention the weight, there's the concept that if he loses it, he's welcome back. Yeah. As opposed to the other way. He he did not, like I said, in this article that I read, he did not necessarily. I would also think if he was no longer with the team and didn't have a chance to come back, he would just say he's, he's no, no longer with the team. He's no longer with the team. We only come Now we us. sent him home. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, 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 the bluntness there, I mean, I appreciate the candor. I appreciate the, the, the honesty. I, but I just you, usually you don't. That's not something you usually hear. I mean, he's probably not the f- again. Sometimes people want answers to things. Why is this guy gone? Mm-hmm. Why why is this guy not here anymore? And there's a reason that people are not telling you the truth because they want to protect that person. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so in this this situation, I feel like he's protected by saying he's overweight. Yeah. Because if you just said he's not playing for team reasons or whatever again i'm thinking oh he failed a drug test drug or test. he got a dwi or, or something yeah something's not something nefarious there's yeah. you know investigation That's, going on okay i'd rather them be honest in this situation and say yeah he's overweight and rather than have the oh what happened well let's, let's go start checking the police records see if there was anything under his sure. name whatever you know well he was at baylor he might have learned some things at baylor you know all the all the doors <laughs> would be opened up uh, somebody asked this, Jamie, have you ever sent an employee home for being too overweight or wearing too much camo? <laughs> Never the overweight part. Yes, the camo part. Camo yes. part. Yes. 725. Yes. Jamie's question of the day is next this morning on Double T 97.3. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T ninety seven three. Did you like that um, variation of potpourri of a uh, potpourri? Loved it. <laughs> Thought you would. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Time now for Jamie's <laughs> question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T ninety seven three. Okay, your question of the day now. All right, my question was that your question of the day? No, it was just, uh, just it was just a question. It was just something was floating around in my mind. Okay, it's <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> At least it's uh, something positive and happy. I, so I feel I, I try to be happy every day. Good. And then Jeff and I go and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's moon talk. And, moon talk. And my jerk Jamieism. Yeah, it all works. Okay. All right. So here's my question for you today. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be a little bit subjective. 
Okay. Who is a Red Raider football player that you think is either flying under the radar or just not being talked about much that you think could have a big season hmm. in 2023? Hmm. Locally or nationally? I, I don't know who what nationally people are talking about with us. I would just say locally. Yeah. Man. I mean, because nationally, the only pe- person they're talking about is Tyler Shuck. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the rest of the world doesn't know we have other players. <laughs> okay. Well, and that's why it, I, because I think Taj would fit that. Nationally, nationally, because right? they don't know he exists. But but, but we are discussing what? Taj. That's why I asked the, the the question. How about Cameron Valdez? Does he fit that build for you? I could. Um, how about uh, Gino Garcia? Does he fit that bill for you? Because we 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 really don't know anything about him other than he did some kickoffs. You know, he made some extra points early on last year, and then then he was just over there holding a the helmet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we know because you're in, you know, three overtime games last year that you won. Kicking is critical, and we're going to know his name by the end of the year. I think we know it now. We do, yeah. but you said you said you said under the radar, and I think if you stopped a thousand cars over here at you know Sixth and Avenue Q and said, "Hey, who's the Red Raider kicker?" and they're like. <sighs> <sighs> I think about five would get it. Yes, <laughs> yes. But I think I think when we get to December one, I think I think he's going to be cheers. Everybody knows his name. So Gino Smith is your answer. Gino Garcia. Gino Garcia. I'm sorry. Yeah, Garcia is your answer. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. Nobody knows his name. Right. See, mm-hmm. you're going to know his name. Mm-hmm. Gino Smith's a quarterback for the Seahawks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's been to Lubbock once, and it wasn't a good experience for him. Ah, I thought it was great. And it spells he spells it different too. I agree. I agree with you. It was a, it was a great experience for all of us, but just not him. I don't how know. Does, how do they each spell it? One's G G I N O, and Gino is G E N O. Gino Smith is G E N O. Okay. See, I learned something today. So our kicker is G I N O. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That seems odd. I I don't know that this qualifies as a, a right know, answer for what sure Jamie's question is. Yeah, G I N O. G-I-N-O. G-I-N-O. Yeah, Gino. Sorry. I don't want to interrupt you again. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. It's not uncommon. <clears throat> I don't know that this answer qualifies. I'm going to tell you, Jeff, my, my answer doesn't make any sense. Daydream Taylor Demerson. Rabbit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody talking about defensive guys right now? Like in the defensive backfield? I feel like they're talking about the guys on the defensive line way more mm-hmm. than the defensive backfield. Mm-hmm. And he's been really good for you. So it's hard for me to say that he's going to make just just giant leap forward. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know that we're talking about him or the rest of the defensive backs enough for what they did last year and can do this year. And I think he would be the leader of that group. Okay. Okay. All right, and I'm going to give you my answer, and I, I don't really even think it makes any sense. I just, there's something that tells me it's going to happen. Can I take a guess? Baron Morton. Yes, I thought, that's exactly what I thought you were going to say. 
Wow. Matt Martin. Wow, that's a good thought. I it just like he's just forgotten now. Just forgotten now, and there's just something tells me he's going to still play a huge role for us this year. Hmm. For whatever for whatever reason. I'm not wishing injury or anything like that. I'm just mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But or I don't know. I hope you're wrong because of the reasons that would happen, not because of yeah, because it would be injury or Tyler not playing well, right? Yeah, but but I think you're I think you're spot on because you know there's no quarterback talk right now. It's all Tyler Shuck. It's all hey, he's eight and one, you know, and there's no hey, put some respect <laughs> in your mouth for that eight and one. <laughs> there's no there's no there's no there's no conversation of what Baron Morton did. Last year, and last year we heard, well, we're going to hear, we're going to see all three of them. We're going to see Donovan Smith, we're going to see Tyler Shuck, and we're going to see Baron Morton. And we did. All three of them started. Well, right, right. But I mean, we're going to, you're going right. to see all, all three of them in a the game. And, and we did. We saw all three of them on a play. Once. Once. Well, it's once <laughs> or twice. see it. And how did it work out? I'm trying to remember. Not so good. Not so, yeah. not so good. It seemed like it was bad. That's what I have in my mind. I nothing. Nobody got hurt. But okay, yeah. well, that's good. <laughs> that was we the only the good thing of that play. No, I just think it was an incomplete yeah. pass or something like that. Yeah. Busted play or whatever. I hope we don't try any trickery with a second quarterback on the field. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Do you I think some of that. that was about trying to make keep everybody engaged and happy? And and now that, now that it, it appears that Morton's going to – he's here. He's not going anywhere. Um, and now what you want is you want, man, the, the better that Tyler Shuck plays, I'm sure everybody's rooting for him to play just awesome, then that will improve his NFL stock. Because remember, at one point in time, he was considered to be a first-round draft choice. Or at least was yeah, playing for think, that. I don't think anybody's rooting against him. I mean, obviously the quarterback position is mm-hmm. important, so if your quarterback's not playing well, your team's usually not playing well or usually not having a lot of success. So I'm, I'm sure everybody would love to, for him to kill it and mm-hmm. be a first-round pick. And then, you know, and then you're still in good shape with Baron Morton, Baron Morton for next right. next season. Yeah. And then the, Unless, as you continue to tell us, he has another year of eligibility. He does. He does. A he seventh could petition, year. He could petition, I believe, petition for another year. I think that's what he would have to do. But because I, he had the, he has the red shirt. He could still the medical red shirt. He could still go after. If he how many it. medical red shirts can you get? Well, I mean, with COVID, you, I mean, you're fifteen. I'm being facetious there, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, we're almost out of the COVID stuff. Can you believe it's it's been now? Th- we've had 21, 22. This is our third season without COVID. And we're not almost out. We've got like two more years. Yeah, but we're getting there. We're getting. We're yeah. whittling it away. Uh, this was all th- was all three in on the pass TD pass from Smith to Shuck against Oklahoma too. Or obvious. Can't remember if Morton was back from the TCU ankle injury. I don't uh, think he was yet. I don't think he was yet. I could um, be wrong. Uh, Josh uh, writes in. Last year, we before the season, we were complaining about three quarterbacks means no quarterbacks. Now we have one quarterback, and we're upset. That we have a quarter QB one. No, nobody's upset, Josh. We're just we're just we're just kicking it around a little bit. No, but nobody's upset. Jeff is upset that. The moon. Is he's okay. upset about the moon. <laughs> well, no, he's upset about the moon talk. He's upset about the moon. Let's go to the moon. I'm in. Let's talk about going to the moon. It being one percent bigger. No. Let's. We we could talk about the storm. The the i the i the 
red dot on mm-hmm. Jupiter. Yeah. It's getting smaller because the storm is getting faster. Okay. There's interesting things in space right now. Moon, not one of them. No. Okay. Well, I, I, Unless I, we're going. I, mm-hmm. uh, we're supposed to be going. I mean, I'm not going. I'm out. <laughs> I have got plans. Jeff, you'd appreciate you'd have appreciated <laughs> this the other night. Uh, Boy Wonder, who's three, we were outside. He looked up at the moon, and he just said, he just proclaimed, when the moon looks like that, men walk on it. I'm like, man, you're... Well, nobody's walking on it right now. So. Nobody's walking on it right now, but I mean... I haven't walked on it in 30, maybe I've been, 50 years. I, I know, I know, but I mean, maybe... Does I've, that make sense? Well, it made sense coming from him. <laughs> so he wasn't necessarily accurate. It was just cute. It was just cute, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How cute, I will agree. <laughs> I didn't know if there was something I missed. No, huh? no, you didn't. Like the way it me. looked. I don't yeah, know. Huh? Okay. Well, yeah. it's good to have you cute kids. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Some of the funniest things com- ever commentary. said by kids. Commentary, yeah. yeah. Best stuff. You bring him in here. He could talk for three hours. I'm not sure you'd understand him, but you may not understand me either. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Great to have you with us today on the Morning Drive. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's a reason most people go to casinos and play until they run out of money, regardless of how much they win. Okay. Uh, somebody wanted to know if I could uh, remember the rest of the lyrics, and somebody else says, nope. There's no way. You're right. Mm-hmm. No way he remembers any more lyrics than that. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyway, so uh, that's, that's, I mean, just get the, as long as you get the hook, you're okay, right? The hook of the song? Oh, yeah, you can, <clears throat> you can at least enjoy it that way. Yeah, enjoy if the... you went to a concert and they only knew the hook, would you be upset? <laughs> yes, but you would. Different. But that's different because I'm paying for somebody to sing something that they're yes. supposed to know that they're singing. As opposed to nobody's paying to come to this show to to hear me sing an entire song. You'd be sorely disappointed. Hmm. And certainly would feel like that you got uh, cheated out of your money. So um asked this about an hour ago. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, our fine listening audience, if you can, you can weigh in. If you, if you had uh, an opportunity to ask Joey McGuire a question about his football team or about the upcoming season, what's what's the burning question that you would want to know because i think um i think jamie is right when i asked about what would he say about managing expectations on we don't manage expectations here we expect to win we we're here to win championships we're here to win the big 12 we're here to do it before texas leaves he said that i mean i don't think he's going to put his foot on the brake uh i don't think that's his personality i don't think he's i don't think it's manufactured either i think just i just think that's i think that's him i think not every coach can can say that with a straight face, but I think he's going to look at you and smile and go, "No, we expect to be in every ball game. We expect to win. We expect to win championships." Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's him, and I think that's genuine, and I think yeah. it comes across that way, and I think it's infectious. Um, but I, I I'm also curious about it because it's like, you know, we were playing a little game in the sales room the other day. I'm like, okay, everybody's putting down how many who's going to win this game, who's going to win this game, who's going to win this game, and man, you start it. You also, I think, as a fan base, whether it's you know the fervent fan or the casual fan, you get caught up in that too. Going, oh, we can beat those guys. We can beat those, and you don't even know a damn thing about those teams. You're like, no, hell, Oregon, yeah, we're gonna beat them. You know, 
You come down, right? And all of a sudden, you're predicting an 11 and no star. Right. You're down, down, right. You're down to the Texas game going, I don't feel so good about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I, I am, you know, I don't really know. I mean, I'm sure he's got question marks in his team. I mean, I think the obvious big question mark for everybody is, is the revamped offensive line going to be what you think it is? And and you really won't know that probably until maybe you'll know some of that week one. Maybe you'll see some of that because I think Wyoming is obviously a tougher team. You're playing on the road. You're playing, you know, a team that's I think more more challenging obviously than Tarleton State. You'll really know that for sure when you play Oregon, and then when you get into Big Twelve play, can this offensive line hold up? Can they protect the quarterback? Can can you do the things that you want to be able to do? You know, downfield. Can they open up some holes, whether it's Taj Brooks or Cameron Valdez or whomever? Um, so I, I think that to me, that's the biggest question mark: is is the offensive line what you think it is? Yeah, no, that's fair because he's as he told us, it was going to be a strength. It was not, not going to be a weakness. It was going to mm-hmm. be a strength. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, it is a complete game changer offensively. I just think that changes things so much for. Coach Kitley and his and 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 Tyler Shuck and his offense. I just that is a complete game changer, and oh man, that that would be really awesome to see. And and if if I were able to tell you right now, Chuck, the offensive line is going to be one of the best parts of your game. Mm-hmm. Knowing what you know about the talent that you have returning and all the above, wouldn't you start to be like, hey, no, we're not talking seven or eight. This is going to be at least nine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and then you're going to put yourself in a position where you could compete for, um, you know, a, a slot in the Big Twelve championship game. Mm-hmm. And then once 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 you're in that deal, it's like, okay, well, man, I, sh- I kind of now I'm now I'm really all in, you know. Um, and and I think you you couple that with what we think going in, and and maybe others. I'd be curious if other schools are saying this or other fan bases are saying this, um, that there's no kind of runaway team right now where you go, you're shaking in your boots, you know, Ooh, you know, I mean, your history against K-State's not very good. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you've had in recent history a pretty good success, reasonable success winning at Texas. I mean, it's not been mm-hmm. a den of demons, right? Uh-huh. You know, um, yeah. going For a to long wake, time it was, but then you've yeah, kind of gotten past that. Yeah. And, and you don't feel like that they're this you know, you know team this Goliath that you can't that you can't beat. Um, and you may you may somewhat feel that way about Baylor, but it's no intimidating you know um, place to play. I mean, it's not like they're just you know frothing at the bit like you're you know some kind of gladiator out there trying to choose the right door and take on the lion, you know. Um, you know, the, 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 to me, the most exciting thing they do is that freshman rush, what, the gold line. The, I think it's I think it's the gold line that they call that, where they they all you know the freshmen run out on the field before the game, and then they run to their seat. I think I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, I thought it was cool. I mean, it's not. I mean, you know, you got Colorado that runs Ralphie out. You know, we've got we got the horse that runs. Which I think, I think I'd is, rather see Ralphie run than the freshman. Oh yeah, no, no question. Because you always wonder, is somebody going to twist a knee out there? What happens if, you know, some little freshman, you know, gets trampled? You know, 
got the fat kid that's out there trying to keep up with everybody and has all of a sudden cardiac arrest. You know, you got to <laughs> delay the game. <laughs> all those, all those things. The Baylor line is what they call it. Thank you, Kobe. The Baylor line. I, I thought I was. I'd never seen it before. I thought it was pretty cool. I've seen Ralphie run. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's all, right. it's all right. So a bunch of humans together is more entertaining to you than watching a real-life buffalo run? Yeah, I think so. Because the buffalo, the buffalo, it wasn't running. It was running with guys hanging on for dear life, you know. Um, you and me, we're just made a little bit different. You just now discovered this. Just now figured that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Somebody says, based, I think they meant biased, Chuck. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, I'm biased. Yeah. On some things, I'm biased. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, I still think the two coolest things that I had never seen before, before coming to a Texas Tech game, uh, and, and, and everybody's just going to roll their eyes, especially the Saddle Tramp people. But when they do it correctly, all the way around the top of the arena, and I, I realize it's a major pain in the old keister to do it. But the streamer drop and the horse running, hard to hard to beat those two things at any arena that you ever go to. I I just think I'm not as enamored with the streamer drop, but I the horse running gives me the chills. No doubt. Yeah, with the, the band, eagle at Air Force with the band cool involved. And all the what that. the eagle at Air Force is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. They also cheat with really cool flyovers. <laughs> Uh, this uh, new listener uh, weighing in this morning here on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Yates Flooring Center chat line. Lord, Chuck is weird. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us here on the Morning Drive. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.